Good morning, everybody. What a pleasure to see you all. I do mean that. Um, we're still in a, a series on titles or names for Jesus. Uh, and um, <clears throat> I don't know what number this is, but uh, I was chuffed. <coughs> chuffed. You know, you know what that means? Some people from other countries don't understand what chuffed means. Yeah. Because when I asked my wife, Elizabeth here, um, if she knew about this, uh, she said, no, I didn't know that was a title for Jesus. Um, are we starting the clock? Thank you. And she didn't know what it, what it meant. I thought, yeah. But then, to be honest, I didn't actually know until I really, well, I kind of did, but not really, you know, so I didn't know. So this name of Jesus today um, is uh, <clears throat> that, and uh, day spring. And I just think, what a lovely word that is, day spring. Uh, some churches are called day spring church. But it's taken from Luke chapter 1 and verse 78. And it says this, because of the tender mercy of our God, the day spring from on high has visited us. And it's a man called Zechariah who was the father of John the Baptist who said those words speaking about Jesus who was about to be born, who was about to visit the earth, if you like. So the day spring on high has visited us. And uh, it's, um, it's actually an old-fashioned word. It was uh, used around about the 1600s. Um, and it means the dawn or morning. Uh, and it's similar to when I spoke last. I spoke last about the uh, bright morning star. Um, and the New American Standard Version um, uh, says about this verse, it says, because of the tender mercy of our God, the sunrise from on high will visit us. So he, he did visit us, and he says he will visit us again. Um, and so uh, it, it's speaking of sunrise, which marks, does it not, the beginning of a new day, and we awake. Question. Are we at the beginning of a new day where we see awakening? Okay, uh, and uh, it's, what a picture though, what a picture this is uh, of what it means to be a Christian, don't you think? Uh, you know, when I became a Christian, uh, I couldn't see God, I couldn't understand God, didn't know what it all meant, uh, and uh, a light came on back in 1978 when I asked Jesus to forgive my sins, come into my life. And uh, all of a sudden, I saw a landscape, I saw a scene I'd never even known existed. It was so dramatic, I have to say, it was like being born again. And you can live in the most outstanding area, but if it's the pitch of dark of night, you can't make it out until dawn, until sunrise. Has sunrise, you might have been coming here, but this is a bit of a mystery to you. Why are these people getting so excited? Why did they do this? It's odd. And I just want to say that there can be in you a sunrise. There can be a dawn when this makes sense to you. 
and we hear what are called testimonies. That is stories of people who tell their stories about how they became a Christian and the light came on. And people have written about it all through the ages. You know, there was a slave trader in the 1600s by the name of John Newton. And he wrote one of the most famous hymns called Amazing Grace. And you know what he wrote in one line? He says, I once was blind, but now I see. And do you know why that is? Because the sunrise, the light came on and he saw. So it speaks of uh, a beginning of a new day and we awake. What a lovely thought. What a lovely picture it means of being a Christian. But you know, there's another meaning because still today, if you look in, in the modern dictionary, dayspring has a modern day meaning. Do you know what it means? It means a new era or a new season. Um, and uh, so... What I'm sharing with us today, this title of Jesus, the dayspring from on high who has visited us and who is visit, will visit us, is a visitation from heaven bringing awakening and a new day or a new era. And uh, again, when I think of uh, uh, a, a new day and a new era, I think of another uh, hymn written by uh, a man called Charles Wesley, and he, he wrote this in part of his hymn, And Can It Be? He said, Long my imprisoned spirit lay, fast bound in sin and nature's night. <laughs> Thine eye diffused a quickening ray of light. I woke, the dungeon flamed with light. My chains fell off, my heart was free. I rose, went forth. And followed thee into a new era. It's talking about freedom. It's talking about sunrise. It's talking about a transformation of life that leads to a completely new season, new era. As I say, that happened to me back in 1978. The light came on and I thought, oh my goodness, I can understand this now. I understand about other religions and that Jesus is the only way. I can see that now and feel it in myself. I understand it. God is with me. I see that he exists and so on. And it all seemed to uh, make sense. And I moved in. He visited me. But do you know what? Funny thing about this visitor that visited me. He didn't leave. He's still here with me. It's a visitation that's still here with me. He lives in my life. And I still live in that new era of the life of that Jesus brings by his spirit. It's a visitation from heaven bringing awakening and a new day or a new era. Uh, do you know, when I think of a new era, David's been praying about this. I can't help but think about our own nation right now. Are we not in the throes? Almost like, feels like, a, ladies, if I don't mind borrowing the analogy of uh, being pregnant and at the point of birth into a new season, a new era, uh, free from the clutches of restrictive clutches of the EU. Um, and uh, we're at that point of seeking to give birth into a new era. But there's a struggle. It's like a birth pain. And uh, when I think of birth pain, I can't, pains, I can't help but think about what Jesus said when he was talking about an era perhaps even further away, we don't know when, because Christ died, Christ rose, Christ will come again. And an era when he returns to bring the ultimate freedom 
to the people of the earth where the devil and his hordes are thrown into the lake of burning fire when wrongs are righted and when Jesus sets up his kingdom on earth. And that day is coming, but the problem is there's a struggle to get there. He said there'll be nation rising against nation. There'll be kingdom against kingdom. There'll be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of birth pains with the ultimate result being freedom and the kingdom of heaven coming. And uh, the thing is, though, I don't know if you're aware of this. I'll let you into a little secret if you didn't know. Did you know that the struggles on earth that we often see are a direct reflection of struggles that take place somewhere else? In somewhere called the heavenly realms or the spiritual realm? When I became a Christian, I became aware of another realm, the spiritual realm, the heavenly realms. God is spirit, and he... He exists in the natural, in the physical, and he's also in the spirit. And there's a struggle going on. And uh, do you know, um, there's a, a lovely picture in the book of Daniel in the Old Testament. And in there, we see Daniel, and uh, he's praying for freedom for his people, Israel. They're, um, in, they've been taken captive to Babylon, and uh, saying, God, when can these people be free and be released back to the promised land? And... Uh, uh, and there's a little insight because in a dream, well, an angel visits him after 21 days and he says, I'm sorry, Daniel, I was delayed. The prince of Persia delayed me 21 days, but Michael came to my assistance and now I've been able to get here to deliver this message to you about when your people will be free. Uh, I think of, uh, the, uh, I think of the, uh, the birth of the state of Israel in 1948. The whole, lots, many parts of the Old Testament predict that the people of Israel, the Jews, would have their homeland again. And um, that time actually came on the 14th of May in 1948. Um, and a direct result of prophecy, and the nation of Israel was formed in a day. Can a nation be formed in a day, says Isaiah, anywhere? But the trouble was then war broke out. And all the nations around sought to destroy Israel. There have been six or seven since then with the same objective. I'm just making a point that struggles on earth are a reflection of struggles in heaven. There's, a, there's God's will that he determines. And then for that to happen on earth, there's often a struggle. And so uh, my question for... Well, let me just tell you another passage while, while I'm on that. In Revelation 12, war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, that's the devil. And the dragon and his angels fought back, but he was not strong enough, and they lost their place in heaven. They were sent to the earth. And so a battle in heaven results in an effect on the earth. And so why am I saying all this? Well, look, I'm saying all this because we're in our country at the moment, there is a struggle to give birth to a new era for day spring. But that struggle that's happening... I believe, is reflected in a struggle, a battle that's happening in the heavenly realms. And I believe there is a battle for the souls of men and women and children in our nation right now in the heavenly realms because God is wanting to bring sunrise, he's wanting to bring dawn, he's wanting to bring dayspring to our nation, to our area, to our church. And I believe we're kind of almost on the cusp of that. I believe this is something that we're going to see and become a reality in our nation. 
and uh, we're, we're wanting to be free from the EU. Of course, there's two arguments to that, isn't it? Some say, well, you know, actually, we're freer in the EU. Others say, well, we're freer out of it. To be honest, I haven't got a clue. But what I'm concerned about is the battle in the heavenly realms. There's a battle for freedom. There's a battle, like Charles Wesley said, for the souls of men and of women. I awoke. The dungeon flamed with light. My chains fell off. My heart was free. I rose, went forth, and followed thee. This is an awakening. This is a visitation the kind of thing that God is wanting to bring to your house, to my house, to your school, to my school, to your situation, to northeast Lincolnshire, to our church. The day spring, the dawn, the sunrise. What a wonderful picture. So I just want to, uh, quite quickly, um, say... Uh, what happens when God visits? Uh, how should we respond? First thing is, when God visits, when God does anything, he announces, announces it by his prophets. Amos 3 and verse 7, Surely the sovereign Lord does nothing without revealing his plan to his servants, the prophets. So what have we had? Quite a few prophecies, predictions, inspired utterances of people speaking about God moving in our area, in our nation. Uh, now, uh, thinking of Ellen, here we go, put Ellen on the map, because Ellen, before Christmas, uh, gave a, a prophecy which stuck with me, and she mentioned a dam holding behind it the love of God, and this dam was going to break, and the love of God was going to burst over this area. Do you know, that reminds me of the Welsh revival in 1904 because there's a little a young teenager there in the youth in a small Calvinist chapel in, in Wales uh, called Florrie Evans and uh, she's generally regarded as having been the spark that sparked off the Welsh revival that led to thousands of Welsh men and women, young people becoming Christians, lives transformed chains falling off, coming into freedom finding that this is not the only thing that life has. And, uh, and her statement that was considered to be the trigger was, she simply said, I love Jesus with all my heart. I'm trying to put a Welsh accent on it. I ought to not try and do that. It ends up being Pakistani when I do that. <laughs> anyway, I do apologise. But she did say that. I love Jesus with all my heart. So it's all about the love of God coming. You know, God loves you. He loves me. He loves Grimsby, Cleetha. He loves this nation. And we're in a struggle for the souls of men and women. Prophecy. Second thing, perception. The prophet Isaiah perceived this. He said, look at the new thing I'm going to do. In fact, it's already happening. Don't you see it? It's interesting, the uh, night of prayer, the other Monday night, I don't know if you were at it, but it was a great time. Christians come together and put all, the, all our, you know, issues to one side and just come together and pray. And uh, a lady called Wendy, I think she's from Victory Church, mentioned to David, I think, or somebody, she doesn't think that this place will be big enough for what God is wanting to do very soon. It's encouraging, isn't it? 
What a thought. Okay, perception. There's a new freedom when God visits, when the day spring is amongst us, when there's sunrise, when there's dawn. There's a highway, says Isaiah, a highway made, and there are streams bringing life, not death. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, Pete mentioned about uh, breakthroughs that we need in our lives. And uh, one of those things is, I've got on my mind is, is, is jobs, for example. Getting a good job. Breakthrough. You can access things that where things were you were prevented from accessing before. And there is provision. Provision, provision. So there's a new freedom coming. But there's freedom also from addiction. There's, there's freedom from the pain and the suffering that our mistakes and our sins bring on us. God wants to bring freedom. And by the way, this is not just in the future, this is now. So I'm going to pray in a few moments for you. I'm going to invite you to stand up, put your hands out in front of you. And we'll just pray for freedom now. Because we're not waiting for a visitation. The visitation is here. We're just receiving. So there is freedom. There's, and then a new perspective when God visits. A new perspective. And I've said this before. Tell, tell you it again. In the Toronto Blessing in Canada, I really remember a story of a lady who was on the floor. She was rolling on the... Not rolling, but she was on the floor. The presence of God was so heavy, she went to the floor. And uh, she, she laughed her head off and then put a finger down on the floor like that. Then she laughed her head off and then she put a finger down on that like that. And somebody asked her at the end, what on earth were you doing? And she said, all the problems that were like mountains to me, they, they're molehills. And I'm just putting my finger on it, squashing it just like that. <laughs> it was a new perspective in her life because of the presence of God the day spring, the sunrise, the dawn had come, the light was shining, and she saw something that God saw, and it changed her life. And uh, prayer. All visitations happen because someone somewhere asked the Lord to do it. Jesus said, you have not because you ask not. And so we, we ask the Lord for him to come. And there's a scripture there. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then I'll hear from heaven, forgive their sin, heal their land. Our land needs healing. <laughs> our area needs healing. So, our response. How should we respond to the Lord? If he wants to, uh, if, if, if the battle that's going on in our country at the moment, in or out of the EU, and it's a struggle, it's like giving birth, if there's something going on in heaven and God is fighting for us, fighting for freedom, fighting not for in or out the EU specifically, but for freedom for people to know him, for shackles to fall off, for chains to be freed, for jobs, for freedom from addiction. This is God's heart for you. I want you to know that. It's God's heart for you. Our response. How can we respond? Well, I think what we should do is, is, is ask God a question. So, Lord, how can I, how can we cooperate with you? 
What are you doing? And how can I cooperate with you? And that means giving your life to the Lord. Say, Lord, you know me, you know my strengths, my weaknesses, you know my failings, and I have many of them, you know, and uh, Lord, but I just give what I have to you. I want you to use me in your service for any visitation, any awakening, uh, for a day spring. Use me. I'm available. Show me what you want me to do, first and foremost. Laying your life down before God and saying, Lord, what will you have me to do? How would you have me to pray? Second thing, we wait. <laughs> Although Andy Granger says waiting is an active thing, and I think it is. Since ancient times, no one has, no one has heard, no ear perceived, no eye seen any God who acts on behalf of those who wait for him. And uh, if you're asking God for something in your life, it doesn't happen straight away, don't give up. It doesn't mean God's not on your case. Wait. And then um, the psalmist says, I wait for the Lord more than a watchman waits for the morning. And a watchman is, is watching to see if anybody's going to attack because his life's in danger. He could have his head chopped off or at least be enslaved away from freedom. And so we, we wait on the Lord and more than watchmen wait in the morning. And we say, Lord, we, we're longing. <laughs> we're longing, God, to see northeast Lincolnshire changed. We're longing to see people find the day spring, to find a new day, for sunrise to rise in their lives, in their hearts. We're waiting for, for highways to be made, ways we're waiting for freedom. We're asking God, deliver me from this addiction. Lord, deliver me from my need for a job. I need that. Lord, we need these things in our lives. Lord, a highway in the desert, springs in the wilderness, bringing life, not death. God has appointed you to life, not death. said that before. But we wait on him actively, longing for him to appear. We, David mentioned this in his prayer. He actually said, we lay hold of God. Isaiah 64, 7. No one calls on your name these days or strives to lay hold of you. See, if you ask not, you won't get. And then you've got to release and forgive people who've sent you up the wrong way. Someone said, no mature Christian can ever justify holding a grudge. God will give you grace to forgive and release. And then we've got to receive from the Lord. Receive, receive, receive. I wonder if the worship team could come back, please, if that would be all right. I just think it's such an exciting time in the life of our church. And when there is trouble going on, and there's big trouble in our nation, someone said it feels like we're almost going to war. You know, a bit like going into the Second World War. But it's not that. But it is a struggle. And it is the birthing of something new, a new era, day spring. But there's a battle in heaven going on for freedom. That is a reflection of. And the battle is for the battle of the souls of men and women and young people in this area, in this, in this region, in this nation. And the bells are ringing for Britain. The bells are ringing. And people are getting hold of that and starting to pray and lay hold of God and seek him and ask him. 
But it starts now. But it starts in you and I being available to him and saying, Lord, what do you want to do in me? How can I be a part of this? And so uh, we're just going to sing a song because there's this lovely passage from Isaiah. They raise their voices. They shout for joy. From the west, that's us. They acclaim the Lord's majesty. This was written in Israel. Therefore, in the east, give glory to the Lord. Exalt the name of the Lord, the God of Israel. In the islands of the sea. There are 60 islands, roughly, in the United Kingdom. 60. From the ends of the earth, we hear singing glory to the righteous one. As Pete was saying earlier, how do we get victory? How do we get breakthrough? How, do we, how does the day spring? How does the morning star? How does sunrise? How does dawn occur? Does light shed in our darkness? Well, one thing we can do is praise. We can pray. We can proclaim. We can forgive and release those that have offended us. So could I invite us to stand? And I'm just going to pray, and then we'll do this. We will sing out to the Lord this morning. And if you just want to receive from the Lord this morning, why don't you just put your hands out now, and, uh, and I'll pray for you. So Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you for, this, uh, for the many facets of your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And thank you for the day spring. The more the bright morning star, the sunrise. Thank you, Lord, that even though there is trouble and difficulty, Lord, you are giving birth to a new era in our nation, Lord. You are rising over the United Kingdom, over Grimsby, over Cleethorpes. You're changing darkness to light, Lord. And Lord, we just want to receive today. We want to be available to you, Lord. So we lift our hands to you, if this is you. We lift our hands, Lord, to you and say, Lord, where do I fit in that? And uh, what do you want me to do? How should I pray? How should I be? And oh God, I just pray for anyone here who, um, they're a bit in the dark the sunrise hasn't happened in, in their life spiritually. They know about Jesus. They know about this, that, and the other, but it's not become reality. And I pray that people today will find you and that you will, you will visit them by the power of your spirit. There'll be a visitation in their heart, in their lives. You will come in and not leave like you've never left me. <laughs> Day spring. Dawn. And we just look to you, Lord, for our area again and pray for a new day, a new era. The day spring over Grimsby, Cleethorpes, northeast Lincolnshire. We pray for many people to come to know you, to, for the shackles to fall off, for darkness to be dispelled by the light, because God is light and in him is no darkness at all. And we just speak over darkness in this room. Anyone in a dark situation now, just lift up your hands to God and say, I am in darkness. And I want to be free. I want to be free. I want to be free. If that's you, lift up your hand and just receive today from the day spring, from the Lord Jesus, by his spirit in your life. Glory to God. Let's sing to him this morning. Amen.